The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, budgeting, comparing prices, uh, Revolut Junior and playing shop. When pocket money is on the table, how and when do you begin to teach your child financial responsibility? Joining me now is Carol Brick, Managing Director of CWM Wealth Management and Her Money. Carol, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Great to be back with you. It's good to see you again now. Thank you. What age do you start? Okay, well, I suppose, firstly, a child starts developing behavioural habits from birth. Okay, and that that actually extends to financial habits, but you can practically start teaching them from age two. Age two. Absolutely, Pat. Okay, well, let's go back to age two. And what are they capable of understanding about money and buying things and that there is an exchange, maybe even between the amount of work you do? What two year old is doing any work um, in exchange for reward? Okay. well, firstly, at age two, I suppose you can start with something very simple like playing shop. Okay, and let's face it, every child aged one or two in the country has a little shop that they got from the local smiths or whatever. When they play with that, they obviously start to learn the value of the items in the shop, that when they exchange the items, they get money and they give back change. So there's the start of it, Pat, the the value of things and the and I suppose the rules of exchange um, that you can start with that at the age of two. Absolutely. Okay, now um, that's kind of uh, playing around. And then I presume if they accompany the parent to the supermarket, they see it in action as well or or the local retailer. Right. Well, I suppose the journeys to the supermarket, you know, around the age of two can be a small bit more challenging. Pat, you know, I'm having uh, very bad flashbacks there to being (laughs) in my local super value with my son in the trolley. And as difficult as it is, you can actually start differentiating between needs and wants at that stage and delaying gratification. And being able to delay gratification at that stage by basically saying no, basically gives them the groundwork to develop skills for life in that they they learn to understand the rules around delayed gratification, the difference between a need and a want, and that they can't get everything they see there and then. So that's a very good way to introduce basic principles at a very young age. Now, value for money. I mean, uh, can you, should you send your kid around and you say, well, okay, uh, you can get four items for me while you're getting the other 200 items in the supermarket shop and the child has got to figure out which... um, which spread to buy and, you know, do you tell them to look at the price and then they bring something that's utterly yuck to eat. But what? how do you instill that in a child? Well, I suppose from age seven, really, you can start bringing, I suppose, school going, primary school going children to the supermarket. And I do it myself. So I let Morris, my son, in charge of the vegetable shop. He gets a budget of 20 euro. And look, it's not going to be right all the time, Pat. And some dodgy articles are going to make their way to the trolley. But, you know, going back to the whole concept of having patience. But that's an absolutely fantastic way to start. So here's the budget, mm. 20 euro here's your list you're I suppose giving them try and get the freshest if you can yeah. and and try and come back within budget and you know what they absolutely love the challenge and also the responsibility yeah. but he'll come back with the parsnip that because it looks like a goat that's it well, that sort of thing yeah I mean obviously they're going to default <laughs> to the fruit and veg that they absolutely love mainly you know sugary fruit of course. if they can but now, that's a good place now, in, to start. in terms of uh, assessing then value for money and price and all of that uh, suddenly you know that, that single pack of crisps that you told him would be acceptable you know as a treat mm-hmm. and he comes back with the bag of 24 because by the calculation that he's done with his, um, you know, second class maths, it's better value to have a pack of 12 
well, there it goes back again to the delayed gratification and needs and wants. Obviously, there's going to be a small little bit of a row on the spot, Pat. There's no doubt about that. But you have to just stand your ground and say, no, your your budget was 50 cent. One of those is 40 cent. That's it. At what age do you set up a, a bank or post office account? Well, you can set it up from any age, really, I suppose. Firstly, the parents can set it up themselves from the, when the child is, is born. But I think it's actually more interesting to let, you know, the child, as soon as they're conscious of the value of money and pocket money, to let them open it themselves. Now, Revolut have a new count. Obviously, you know, it's controlled by parents, but that's actually available from age seven to 16. And That's Revolut Junior. Revolut Junior, indeed. So they are given their pocket money, obviously, by you every week. So that's obviously um, payment for their allocated list of chores. And that's a very interesting topic as well. Um, So they get payment. It's lodged into their Revolut account and they can spend or save, obviously closely monitored by mom or dad. And I think that's a really good start to provide the to provide foundations for financial. Now, I, I was going to say, you know, the idea of holding uh, young Morris by the hand and going into this huge building with the, the hallowed banking hall so they could open up a bank account. No point because, um, you know, he'll be he's a digital native. And he'll be banking online all his life. There will be no visit to the hallowed hall. That's it, Pat. And look, I go back to my own youth. I remember going into our our own local branch of AIB in Tralee and being fascinated and, you know, even getting the starters pack and the welcome. And don't get me wrong, that's still available. But look, you know, everything is is, is largely technical now and it's obviously the way forward and will be more so by the time mm. a seven-year-old reaches adulthood. So uh, at the moment, how do you handle, because it's a long time since I've been in this game, but how do you handle the idea of, of, you know, your notes and coins and all that versus what mummy uses all the time, which is plastic? Well, I suppose it's nice for them to obviously, we're talking about young children, to know the value of notes, to know the different notes, the different coins. And, you know, I largely try and give uh, my son cash. So he it gets him into, you know, analysing its basic maths. And again, it's more of a challenge rather than getting mummy's card, being told there's 20 euro in it and, you know, tap at the till. There's no real learning in that. So I think, you know, until they get to, you know, their own part time job, 16, 17, it's good to deal with cash. Yeah. Now, uh, the idea of collecting coins, um, you know, a lot of people have coins that they end up in, you know, the bottom of the bag or in the trouser pocket, whatever, when they're emptying out the clothes, they have these coins. You can go all over the house and find a few coins here, a few Mm -hmm. coins there. Mm -hmm. Those coins add up. That's it. And you know what? There's a lot to be said for the old fashioned methods, Pat. The big, clear glass jar on the shelf in their bedroom. And I must say, even at home, the excitement to see it building. You know, and then the excitement of emptying it all out. Counting it. That's it, you know, ahead of the summer holiday or a Christmas week or whatever. The excitement of counting it all up and then going into the bank and getting your notes back or Mm. whatever way you want to get. I think that it's very hard to be. How do you price a chore? Well, look, I think the way forward, really, and the best way of doing it, and, and people may differ, is to have a set list, obviously, relating to their age. So say for seven to 10 year olds, make your bed. You know, keep your room tidy, bring your dirty washing to the to the to the utility or laundry or whatever. Basic tasks like that. And on completion of those set tasks, they get five euro a week or whatever. So there's a set list. Now, if we go over and above that and they might throw in an old bit of gardening or whatever comes up while they're off for the summer. And let's face, they'll have all day long to do it. And maybe then there might be a little uh, top up or two along the way, you know, an extra five euro. 
But they need to have a set list, I think. And you know what? That's fantastic all around because it makes them earn the money. They know then that they've earned it. There's a value to it and they might be a little bit slower to spend it. Yeah, it's interesting that if you give a child, you know, cash, you might say to the child, what do you want? And they'll mention some article that they want, really, really want from the toy shop or a bit older, maybe from one of the fashion stores. They really want that. And then you give them the hard cash. They might not buy that article at all. They might save it, spend it on something else entirely. Well, you know, I suppose the way we look at it is if you don't have enough to buy it the want straight away then you save for it what's the time frame and this these basic principles Pat will will you know will benefit them for the rest of their lives so if I'm going to save for it how much a week from my five euro do I need to put away how long it's how long is it going to take me so they're looking at the time frame and like they're the basic financial principles of saving right there mm. um, so you could be setting them up for a fall the current generation who say there's no point in saving for a mortgage. I'll never be able to buy a flat. I'll never be able to buy a house. Therefore, I'll live as if there's no tomorrow. Well, we'll try and keep them away from the newspapers, Pat, and hope for the best, <laughs> you know. It can only get better. But um, I think, you know, even saving 10, 15% of the pocket money. And, you know, obviously when they get to 15, 16, they'll have a part-time job. Getting into that really healthy habit of putting away some will, will yeah. stand to them. And one final thing, you don't want them to turn into skinflints. That's it, exactly. So they, they, they should appreciate the value of money, but not be a friend, afraid to spend it when it's appropriate. That's it. I mean, if they earned it, obviously there needs to be some enjoyment at the end. So it's, it's just, I suppose, common sense, really, so that they can maybe, look, most spend about 40, 50 percent. Some would save, say, about 20. And actually, we're seeing an increased amount of young kids donating to charity, Pat. So, you know, the earlier you start that, a lot of them start choosing, you know, animal based charities. And that's really starting, you know, to, I suppose, look at the caring and the charitable side of them, which is, you know, almost as important as, you know, Mm. the financial side to explore that. The message is, though, it's never too early to start. From two, they can actually start playing shop with, uh, you know, Maybe play money or maybe if mummy is generous, real money. That's it. I suppose where we say to them every day, money doesn't grow on trees. But, you know, if you don't teach them how to earn it and manage it, then, you know, it will, it, it will really, really stand to them, Pat. Carol Brick, Managing Director of CWM Wealth Management and Her Money. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.